Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kevin Phillips, striker, prolific scorer for Sunderland, Southampton, West Brom, Birmingham, Palace, Blackpool. The list goes on. 282 career goals, eight England caps, winner of the European Golden Shoe in 99-2000, and of course, author. But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. In 30 pages, he went from working in Dixon's to playing Ajax. I heard those comforting words. Yeah, I rate Kevin Phillips and I'm definitely interested. Jodie Craddock moves a bar stool. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Mary Shelley, more Martin Kelly. I'm James Burke and we'll be using this quarantine to read classics such as Per Mertesacker's Big Friendly German and Lee Trundle's More Than Just Tricks. But today we're going to be reading Ken Phillips's Strikingly Different and reading it with me from behind closed doors. I'm joined remotely by our book group of comedy writers, Jack Bernhardt. Hello. And Natasha Daniels. Hello. Hey, how are we all doing? Good. Better Sad. now I've finished this. Straight <laughs> in already. <laughs> right, Tash, before the recording, I said, do not be mean to Kevin Phillips. I'm not being mean. <laughs> how do I kick someone off a court? <laughs> I've never been this angry with someone so far away. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't real... be saying this if we were doing it in the room, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> It's the fact that you're so far away that you know you're not going to get it. Yes. There'll be no repercussions. That sounds, that sounds aggressive. Let's start again. Uh, <laughs> Jack, how are you doing? I'm good. There's there's no James this week. No, very sad. He's not feeling very well, sadly. Yeah. But for fine reasons, apparently. Well, you know, for, for the thing that you're, not for the thing that your mind goes straight to at the moment, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, leprosy. Uh, yeah. He's got <laughs> He's got smallpox. I mean, yeah. of all the times to get it. I know, terrible. Um, um, any any memories okay. of? That's good to hear. <laughs> any memories of Kevin Phillips, guys? Uh, I remember the uh, yeah his, the, the the season he talks about. Basically, that's all I remember of him. <laughs> you must have, but, and, and at Palace, surely. And, right. Oh, and at Palace, yeah. So there's obviously he scored the goal that put Palace up. Yeah, in oh. everyone, you know, in the playoff final in uh, 2013. So yeah. that's that. I suppose I remember that as well. Um, <laughs> suppose. I, oh, I no, suppose I, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I I realized something while I was reading this book is that uh-huh. I was obsessed. So after the World Cup in '98, I became like obsessed with all football. Okay. Um, for like yeah. a season. So '98, '99, I know really well. And... Wait. So now you're not. <laughs> huh? Just no, for one I mean, season. <laughs> but now but now I'm sort of more like the wizened old guy at the back of the pub being like, oh, back in my day, 98, 99, that was the magic time. Uh, <laughs> it's so good we can't go to pubs at the moment. I know. Or <laughs> yeah. watch well, football. Yeah. Yeah, those two things. Um, <laughs> but I realised that I, because that, this, that was the season where they scored, you know, where Sunderland went up. And mm-hmm. Kevin Phillips and Niall Quinn scored loads of goals. I remember, yep. I realized that I, and I watched like a lot of Sky Sports. Yep. Um, there's a bit where he talks about a like documentary he did, uh, yeah. which I'm almost positive I watched because I watched oh. everything Ooh. on Sky Sports in 1999. Nice. Wow. So I, I tried to actually, find that on YouTube and it does not exist anymore. Well, it is uh. basically just him going around a Dixon's warehouse being like, I didn't work here, but I worked somewhere like here. Uh. And, and then they go to a beach. Gutted. 
Dixon's yeah. does come up quite a lot in this book. Does, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's head over to our best friends at Amazon to see what the reviews are saying. Um, similar kind of warehouse facilities. Sure, great uh, segue. <laughs> I should have done the segue before I mentioned the next thing, as opposed to after I'd already connected it. The book has um, five stars on Amazon from... Oh. One review, which is <laughs> Mr. K. Phillips. Uh, the review is uh, very. Yeah. The review is uh, very good from Amazon user. However, uh, there are what? two further reviews. Yeah, that was generally the review. It's from Amazon user. Amazon and it very user. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, that sounds incredibly suspicious. Mm. That sounds like the type of thing where Kevin would have said to his agent, hey, what are the reviews looking like on uh, on Amazon? And his agent very quickly typed in. Well, the Amazon what? users love it. <laughs> um, however, there are two further reviews for the book's uh-huh. predecessor, and we'll get to why it's got a predecessor in a second, um, including this three-star review uh, from someone whose username is their email address. So I'm not going to say that. Uh <laughs> And the, t- the title is uh, The Only Super Kev Effort That Fails to Hit the Target. Overall, Ooh. it left me cold. Ooh. I disagree massively, but, you know, we'll get into that. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. I'm sticking with, yeah, I'm sticking with Amazon user as the one I'm going Amazon with. user. Very good. I'm, Don't want to talk about I'm it. I'm anonymous email. Uh, Tash, very quickly, you're yes. annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't expect it to be like Don Quixote, but... Come on. Okay, as the show goes on, uh, we're going to go into more depth about the book. Uh, We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and we're going to get another chant from Ken Zong. Also, we'll be taking someone out of the Hall of Fame, and whether you guys like it or not, and I have a new sad reading. But first, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What did you think of the book? Uh, Jack? Uh... I, think I know what Tash so... thinks already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to go through. I'm, I'm going to do Jack, then me, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> mute channel three. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you might have to mute me as well, uh, oh, personally. No. Not because not not because it's not... Well, no, it's not great. It's it's just that it's, it's, so, it's so detailed about yeah. three or four years. And I think that after a while that becomes quite hard to read but um, i guess that's the whole point of the book because okay so this sto- this book let's should we, let's do a bit of background on it it comes the season after uh, 99 2000 i think when he yes so, amazingly so, won the european golden shoe which is incredible. which is which is amazing it's a huge and incredible achievement and he'd written a book the year before uh, which was all about sunderland going up and it was about the years up to there and this was just an that was called a uh, second time around which yeah. weirdly should be the second book, you think? But anyway, <laughs> uh, um, then he wrote Strikingly Different, which is basically second time around, but with the other chapter added on top of it. And yeah. um, I mean, if you went into it expecting him to be not being really detailed about those things, I guess he's got to be, right? He's got to write well, 200 pages about something. I just feel yeah. like maybe he wrote it too early. because that, that's, it, that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> but I don't, I'd hardly think he was going, I have to write, I bet he was, he was probably asked by the club or something to do this. Th- th- yes, guessing. but... There's so it's clearly it's clearly been written in the off season, and yeah. it really feels like rushed in that sense. I suppose. Yeah. It, it's just a lot of like match reports and and there are some really interesting. I mean, there are some bits that have a lot of insight, but I think the thing with a lot of these books is there's a real sense of like a narrative or a sense mm-hmm. of like the complete story. And mm-hmm. this is this is basically like um, if someone said. Hey, let's do a film. Uh, the film has to be two hours long, but it can only be the start of a film. Okay. <laughs> so we just have to really go into loads of detail about, like, like if you, if you were redoing um, Back to the Future, but okay. you yeah. did, if you spent like two hours on the first twenty minutes before he goes into the past, I'd watch it. You would watch it, of course you would. Yeah, <laughs> if uh, Kevin Phillips was playing uh, Michael J. Fox, yeah, I'd watch the, that. Sure. The only, bit, <laughs> the only bit of films I like is the beginning. The development stuff I hate. <laughs> so I kind of. <laughs> I think as well, like for me, it, yes, the whole thing is just, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I did that. But and it's all about football, and I know he's a footballer, and I know it's his memoir. But it got to. I wrote the page down. Six, on page sixty-three, he finally <laughs> says his misses. She doesn't get a name. And then on page 137, he says, our first child was born. Julie did great. It's like that, you know, 
I think maybe Sean Gota spoiled me here. But I'll, I think, would have been I'll, I'll be honest, Tash. Context was, this is know. still the second best book for mentioning their partner out of the ones that we've done. <laughs> which, which is crazy. Like, it's legitimately, yeah. it's crazy how few footballers talk about any women in their life. It's um, not necessarily the woman aspect. It's just there was no context to his life. It was just, I did this and then I kicked that ball and then I did that. And see, was, you know, I. I guess it's a diary, isn't it? Effectively, this yeah. is about is it's about the couple of years where he's had the most. Uh, wow. He had an incredible couple of seasons, and I found it. I, to be honest, I enjoyed it. I had a thought it had um, it benefited in some ways. I thought from having a shorter focus, as opposed to some of them. But he comes across as a really nice guy in it. I yeah, he, he doesn't does. call out anyone. I'll give him that. Yeah, apart and... from his um, what his physio. I did enjoy the bit where he calls out his physio, Jav Mugal. Oh yeah, he got really into Jav Mugal. That was really funny. His physio at Watford, he's like, yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Which is just like, okay, cool. I, I guess name. I won't I won't have any physio appointments with Jav Mugal, I suppose, in the future, if I'm but in no, the Watford he d- area. He did come across very nicely, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah he did. There's a lot of like um, narrativizing, if that makes sense, of like quite mundane things. Sure. So that sort of <laughs> it's a very deep analysis thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really got into this. Um, yeah, just because it is so, and so there's quite so what what that means is effectively there's quite a lot of bits where he's like, just when we thought everything was going fine, we were you know everything went terribly, and it just turns out they like lost to I don't know like Port Vale. Yeah, and that excuse shot... me. Oh yeah, I know, but he he insults Port Vale <laughs> quite well. He Sorry, does Tasha, quite a lot. Quite a lot he does. You say I, nothing happens. Going just no, through the index. It's a book with an index in it. I love the index. Some of the things included in there. Kevin Ball paintballing. <laughs> that's a whole segment that's a really on the Kevin. There's for some reason a whole segment on Kevin Phillips in the index. And then that's because he refers to himself in the third person the whole way through. <laughs> that is true. He does do that. Do you think anyone's reading this uh, being like, I wonder if he mentions Kevin Phillips in this book? <laughs> yeah. Looks into it. Uh, and then there's a sec- And then next to Phil Neville, there's just three just question about marks. To say that. Have you seen that? So weird. It doesn't say Wait, the page what, number. What is there as opposed to th- uh, the page number for Neville, it's just got three question marks. <laughs> three question marks. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably gave him a list of all the people who were mentioned. He was like, check which page they are. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I don't care. What's going yeah. on? I also really enjoy the career highlights section that's just before the index. Yeah. Oh, which so is about good. two pages of uh, all the things he won, including height, shoot. weight, school. It's like his CV. Great. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. He doesn't get to me at the end. <laughs> yeah. That's, I guess he's finished football now. So if anyone wants to employ him, uh, yeah, send... he's a little stone too. If you're wondering, it's not been updated in a while, but hey, it'll work. <laughs> um. Oh, also another thing as I mentioned, sadly James isn't here, but he did send us through something that he got in his book, which I don't think is included in every single copy because I didn't get mine. Uh. He had a business card from someone who works at Coca-Cola, which, which had a British Airways employee, a female employee's email address written down in pen on it. What do we think of that? Scandal. In some ways, more exciting than the book. Yeah. I really want to know like how that got in there. It's, I mean, clearly the guy's having an affair with a BAE employee, right? That's what we and you think they're going like, where will my wife not look? Oh, I know. My copy in of Kevin, Kevin Phillips' <laughs> autobiography. <laughs> Can we email that? We could email. We're not going to say what the email address is, but it's, it's not. It's not the same person. Same as the one on Amazon. Uh, so, <laughs> mine was email signed. My, the Whoa. inside of my not not by Kevin Phillips. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone it was, so weird? It was, was signed, it signed, so it was very water damaged when it came, right? And it's okay. signed on the first page no. by Rose O'Carroll on the 18th of June, 2002. And then it's got the lyrics of Without Me by Eminem written. So I Googled it, and that was the <laughs> date. That was that was number one in the charts that week. <laughs> Are we solving a mystery with these books? <laughs> I don't know. It's... Okay, so there's it's a like BA an escape employee. Room. It's like an escape room. <laughs> like a BA like... employee has been killed by Eminem. <laughs> So, yeah. Wow, my one had nothing like that. I'm so no, upset. Mine neither. It's a bit oh, yellow. Man. It looks yeah, like a, a and it's quite small. Like it looks like um, a copy of a school copy of Great Gatsby. It's very. That's uh... exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's just as good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, the book starts off with Kevin at uh, Watford. Took a while to get his big break. Oh, sorry, it doesn't. That's true. You're right, Jack. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm reeling back. Uh, (laughs) It starts off with him working at Dixon's. No, it doesn't. It It starts. No, it doesn't. It starts off with him working in the bread factory. That's true. He says, one moment I'm rubbing shoulders with legends like Peter Shields and the next I'm loading crusty loaves onto the back of a lorry. Exactly. (laughs) What glamour. No, it's, it's such a weird book because it starts with him at like 16 being told by Southampton that he's not going to play anymore for their team. Yes. Like being released, which yeah. sounds like a really good way to start a book, genuinely. But it sort of starts in a weird way because it's like, um, uh, so there I am in Southampton, but I was b- being made to play it right back. Yeah. Not as a striker. <laughs> and I'm like, what? wait, who are you? What's going on? Tell me yeah. like, where you were born. What's happening here? <laughs> I really felt like I was missing like a chapter. Well, I worked out that in 30 pages, he went from working in Dixon's to play in Ajax, which is yeah, impressive. Playing... But that, that's what I found so See, odd about this that's book. the kind of breakneck pace I love. <laughs> it's so, like, it's so frenetic. It's so hard to work out what's going on and also what division he's playing in at any one time. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Well, nah, nah, <laughs> maybe I know too much about Kevin Phillips's life already. I, don't know. I had the um, I had his Wikipedia page up while I was reading it, and that really helped. Just glancing side yeah, to side, just checking <laughs> yeah. what year this Multi-screen. I was in. Well, because I mean, okay. that's the thing. Is I really couldn't work out how old he was and is, and also because Kevin Phillips played on until he was what, like, I think about fifty. Um, yes, like, he was very old when he retired. Yeah. He was so old when he retired, but also, like, he's young here, but he's not that young. Like, how old was he when he got released by Southampton? 16? Yeah. And he he played for, like, 18, I think. Yeah. And then he played for Watford for three years? Yeah. And then, like, about it's sort that. Of, it, it's just hard to work out how old he is at any single point. It's a little bit like Sean Gota. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to be just, honest, you've, we found that in. Basically every book we've read Basically, so far. I don't yeah. think you can never book. tell. If you're writing autobiography, can footballers just like every single page start it with Say, I am By the way, I'm 18. 18. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am 18. <laughs> page two. I am still 18. Page three. Nearly 19 now. One person who I want to do an apology to for his previous treatment on the show, who comes across as a great guy when he manages him at Watford, Glenn yeah. Roder. Tom the yeah. farmer was correct the whole damn time. Who Who'd knew? Have thought it? A plot oh. twist from the very first episode. <laughs> Darren Huckabee slags him up. It's Finally, come full circle. Yeah, it's if we can solve the um, Coca-Cola uh, M&M mystery as quickly as this, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, no, Glenn Roder comes across. Uh, he's like his Yoda throughout the whole thing. He's yeah, very Glenn, um, Glenn Yoda. Glenn Yoda. Um. <laughs> And um, this is a tale of redemption. He seems he, like so a great he, guy, when, especially when off... Kevin Phillips' dad passes away. He's really, really, really great in that segment. Yeah. He's really understanding and nice about it, and it's super. He comes across as a good guy who gives him a chance. And he really does. I think, I, I always knew that in my heart. <laughs> he was a good are, you going against, are you going against what Huck said? You know what? I am, because now what? I've got two... I'm very easily swayed, basically, by the last person who told me whether someone's good or not. <laughs> and the fact that Kevin Phillips and Tom the Farmer have vouched for him, I say he's coming out of the Hall of Shame. I think he was in the Hall of Shame. I can't remember. I think he's, <laughs> he is in the Hall of Shame. There's no way he wasn't. I think <laughs> what, what this has taught me, personally, is that yep. this is Glenn Roder in, like, 94, I suppose, yep. when he's yep. still quite a young manager. He's still got, a, you know, a, um, esprit de, de, de vie. I don't know what I was going to say that. <laughs> A spirit of life. He still wants to go out there and make things happen. And he's at Watford and he's, you know, like telling uh, Kevin Phillips to, you know, go off to Sunderland. If you're if you make it there, you can you'll be a hero forever. And I think something must have happened over all those years that made him quite a bitter and twisted and paranoid man. Stop. No. Hey, (laughs) it was going so well until you said all that stuff. (laughs) He buys a Christmas tree every year. He's a good man. But what I what I think that management could probably make you go a bit crazy. And I suppose yeah. from Huck's point of view, like he saw Glenn Roder as very worst. You're um, making some sweeping statements. No, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but I think that I suppose what I mean is that it's not as if one has to be wrong and one has to be right. I think that they can both be right. Incorrect. Both? Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Fine, if you want to tell Darren Huckabee that we disagree with him, then... Actually, no, I don't. Darren, you're always right. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> chat about uh, his move to Sunderland. We mentioned it in passing just then. He goes to live in a, um, uh, a hotel for a bit. Yeah. Jack, you to- you texted me saying he's very much like Alan Partridge, and I've just realised how much more he's like Alan Partridge for that reason. He is so much like Alan Partridge throughout that this whole he book. Is... There's one it's... line that really tickled me that I thought exactly the same thing, where he's oh, like, what was... oh, yeah, Sunderland. I've always wanted to live by the sea. I was like, not in yeah. bloody Sunderland, though, have you, mate? <laughs> I've heard Sunderland's the nearest thing to Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> There's a, so, well, I mean, also, when he's in the hotel, he does say, there are only so many toasted sandwiches you can order on room service. <laughs> Yeah, and what do we think that number is? What do we think that number is? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he worked it out at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but like he, so there's a bit also where he where he first moves to uh, Sunderland, where mm-hmm. he drives to the Stadium of Light instead of uh, Roker Park, where he's supposed to be going, and he sees um, the Stadium of Light in front of him, and he just shouts into his car to no one, uh, Jesus Christ, it's massive. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no way I can't imagine Alan Partridge doing a similar thing. <laughs> Jesus, Lynn, look at it! <laughs> oh God, Lynn, it's huge! <laughs> it was written by a guy called Luke Nickel, actually, this book. With yeah. him. Maybe Luke is his Lynn, and he was always in the car. The way <laughs> He's his long-suffering for... PA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Just him um, coming up with yeah Sky yeah. television ideas. <laughs> yeah, uh, walking around Dixon's warehouse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it also gives uh, a, quite oh. a detailed insight into the coach company. There, did you like that bit? I, I oh. really appreciated that bit. I, I, I love that section uh, where he basically just does an advert. Um, can we cue some advert music underneath? Cue <laughs> Mordell coach advert. <laughs> <laughs> Those long journeys can really become monotonous. Mind you, I can't complain about the quality of our coach company, or Dale. Seats and tables at the front, microwave, fridge and couch at the back, it's all quite impressive. (laughs) (laughs) To pass the time, I usually watch videos down the front with Alan Johnston, while at the back, the card score's in full operation. (laughs) So partridge. (laughs) So partridge. Get yourself down to more Dale. It should be quite cool. It sounds like a tour bus without drugs and groupies, but yeah, he somehow makes it sound absolutely absolutely dry <laughs> i agree I mean, let's be no honest, no you... groupies are on a mordale coach <laughs> the, the, i mean this is the thing is that if i was on a if i was on a coach and it had a microwave i don't think i'd ever stop talking about it <laughs> <laughs> but i realized that if i was if someone told me they had been on a coach with a microwave microwave in it i'd be like nah, i don't really care but actually being on a coach with a microwave in it oh there are God, like, like telling someone your own dream like that yeah. sort of thing <laughs> definitely in terms of like Monday and things like that, there's one moment where he says um, Michael Gray gets sent off and his punishment is has to he has to take him out for dinner and he goes yeah. oh it was crazy we were buying 15 pound bottle of wines to punish him <laughs> <laughs> 15 quid <laughs> 15 quid? I'm, I'm not like, I know it's like also 20 years ago and things are probably cheaper, but 15 quid wine doesn't sound like it was that expensive. I can't imagine playing 15. Yeah, uh, I mean... As a, maybe... as, a, as a Premier League footballer, I think you could afford it. Yeah, Some maybe. of those bottles cost upwards of 17 pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talking about his time at the hotel, I've got a uh, dramatic reading very early this week. You want to hear it, guys? Ooh, okay. yes, yes, please. Um, I know we struggled last time, but <laughs> does someone yeah. want to cue the dramatic music? Cue dramatic music! Yes, that is it. Uh, by the way, this story is called uh, Jodie Craddock Moves a Barstool. <laughs> 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 uh, remember Jodie Craddock? I yes. do remember Jodie Craddock. I remember his penchant for moving barstools. <laughs> uh, on a personal level, uh, he's, he's living in a hotel at the time. Uh, on a personal level, I wasn't being helped by being holed up in my hotel room during this opening month of the campaign. I had nothing to occupy my mind except thinking about Sunderland and where things were going wrong. But there was the odd bright moment, like the time when Chris Byrne completely lost the plot in the hotel bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Chris Byrne, to be honest. But um... I mean, they, they, this should definitely be part of the Sunderland documentary, right? Three yes. of the players should live in a hotel together. <laughs> Chris Byrne, Kevin Phillips, and Jodie Craddock. Yeah, it's like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like a Mackham version. Zach and Jodie. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we had only just sat down one night to watch the football on the TV and we were drinking coffee as we had a big game later in the week. 
<laughs> Chris was flanked by me and Jody Craddock, and we were sitting on these high stools at the bar. Later in the game, Chris had ordered another coffee, and just as he's going got crazy. Up, yeah, that's two, two coffees. coffees a night. <laughs> just as he's got up off his seat and pay his money, Jody's pulled his stool away without him noticing. Classic, Classic prank. prank. Well, <laughs> as Kevin says, well, he's gone to sit back with cup in hand, and he's gone crashing to the floor, which was some fool. We were in absolute <laughs> stitches. I had tears in my eyes. But Chris didn't see the funny side at all. Here comes the drama. He went <laughs> mad and squared up to two of us. Uh, well, both of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I come from, you just don't effing do things like that, he said in his strong man for you, Natum. You need an effing good scene too. So there we go. If you're Manchester, never pull away a stool, whatever yeah. you do. Apparently, um, it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Where I come from, Manchester, this is totally unacceptable. <laughs> That's what they say as you go into Manchester. They yeah. say, come off the train, they're like, do not, do not put any stools away. <laughs> it is hot coffee, in fairness yeah. to, to Chris Byrne. Yeah, it's you like a cold Chris beer or burned. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, somehow we calmed him down but it took some time and at one stage he was ready to take the barman on as well what's he done bro you never really could get the Mancunian out of him and at one <laughs> they tried and at one time he went AWOL in Manchester and the gaff had to go find him why didn't you tell I, that story? That that story would have been much better. Peter Reed going on a trip around Manchester <laughs> shouting at people saying have you seen Chris Byrne <laughs> I've lost Chris Byrne <laughs> all I've got is a Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> business card um, it wasn't long before he was sold to Macclesfield which is a great shame because the manager really rated him he was a good player that's the end that's this week's dramatic reading wow not much Jody Craddock in it well he's, it, he's sort of like Kaiser Soze he's the one pulling all the strings <laughs> even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The other thing I noticed in this book is uh, is him lamenting the fact he isn't a golfer more than a footballer. At one point, he even <laughs> says, on page 78, I think just before he plays in the playoff final, if I could turn oh back time, God. I would have been a golfer, not a footballer. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's Kevin he, Phillips. Kevin Phillips, who is a, a, you know, he's a great player. He's a he's an undeniably great football player. The fact Very that he good. seems to be, like, bored with football quite a lot of the time there's that one bit where they're staying in some hotel with a really nice golf course and he's like oh i wish i bought my clubs and i didn't have to play tomorrow <laughs> yeah it's like what yeah <laughs> like, what's wrong with you <laughs> I wish it wasn't a professional footballer i hate it yeah. do you there's think he ever bought bit... his clubs to the to a game like a yes. football and yes. was just like guys can we can we sack this off <laughs> yeah play, play golf instead there's a great bit which reminded me how uh footballers are basically just children where uh, he's at England training. And he goes, we were given Monday afternoon off. We had the option of going shopping in London, playing golf or a trip to the cinema. I opted for the latter. <laughs> Which is just, <laughs> it's like classic half-term treats. It's like, okay, yeah. you can do one of the three like, things. Okay, and, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like you've got the afternoon, okay? Yeah. I, you've got to be back <laughs> at six, okay? Where's your buddy? Yeah. <laughs> 
There's another time he's at a hotel and he goes, we're back in the old routine, crashing out on our beds on arrival, ordering cheese and onion toasties and then having a quick nap before the evening meal. <laughs> they're, just, they're children. You're right. They're children. They are they're big ch- children. I mean, there's a bit where Luke Weaver, um, <laughs> old Sunderland player, uh, at a golf course, gets in a buggy and just drives into a lake. That's true. <laughs> if you let children go onto a golf course and give them keys to a golf buggy... And that's exactly loads of money. Loads of money. <laughs> it's almost as though these footballers are irresponsible. I'm learning from these books. <laughs> yeah, where's that coming from? To a comical level. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got a no context Kevin Phillips for me this week? Oh, I I do, but it needs a little bit of context. Well, that's uh, literally <laughs> the opposite of what we have to do. <laughs> oh no, wait, hang on, I got one. Okay, uh, let's go Tash's first. Okay. Uh, we've got Millwall on Monday. Will Dixon's give you the day off? I quite like that one. <laughs> yeah. That's a great bet. Uh, oh, I, I've got one. Hang on. Okay. In my eyes, Elton John is a legendary figure in pop music. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad someone else noticed it that night. And that everyone's like, eyes. Literally yeah. everyone's eyes. Jerry <laughs> Kevin Phillips just going around being like, hey, you know what? You know that Elton John? I reckon. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I reckon he's quite good at music, he is. As we're, uh, as we're all um, doing it, I'll do mine as well then. Uh, on page 189, I went back to my car to check my mobile phone and I could see I had about seven messages on it, which is more than I usually get in a week. <laughs> oh, oh, Kevin. He, do- he has such an odd way of writing at, yeah. like th- throughout the whole book. There's a bit where he's talking about when he first goes to... Um... When he first goes to Sunderland, or he's like about to get the move, he talks about how his uh, his agent has called Peter Reed uh, using his hands-free phone, and he's worried about what Peter Reed thinks of him. But he says, "I heard those comforting words. Yeah, I rate Kevin Phillips, and I'm definitely interested." <laughs> <laughs> but just that the idea was, of like uh... those classic comforting words. My parents always used to say that to me whenever I was nervous before going to school. They would say, <laughs> "Yeah, I rate Kevin Phillips, and I'm definitely interested." <laughs> That's Peter Reed's chat up line on Tinder. That's the first thing. That's always, his, that's, his fir- that's always his first message. I rate you and I'm definitely interested. <laughs> when Sunderland are on that great run in the championship uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they somehow don't go up, sadly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe because he was focusing too much on golf at the time. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they're really unlucky not to go up. And they go up, they lose in the playoff final an incredible match to Charles and they go up the next year. But... Around that time, um, they talk about uh, some things that really date the book, I was going to say. First of all, is there a more dated word than ghetto blaster? I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) He talks about the ghetto blaster in training a lot because uh, DJ Danny Dicchio, again, another, who who rivals DJ DJ uh, Phil Neville. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Danny Dicchio and DJ Phil Neville. (laughs) They should team I can up. Imagine, yeah, doing a remix of uh, Elvis. Yeah, they could play some of the dance tents at Glasgow together. <laughs> Once in a while. Also, DJ Danny Dicchio refer- X, <laughs> DJ Phil Neville. There's also a hell of a lot of references to the band Republica. Oh my yes, God, there are so many references to Republica. Republica. He's like, as we're waiting in the tunnel, I could hear the sound of Republica playing in my ears. Yeah, yeah Republica. And you know, it's just that one song. But I, I was looking at the cover... And I've decided that <clears throat> Kevin Phillips has got a very 90s face. He does. Yeah. You don't see that face. In, he's got a bit he, of Michael Owen about him, a bit of Robbie Williams about he does. him. He does. He looks he, like Michael Owen and like, Robbie Williams combined. Or maybe like, like a someone... 90s era. You know, he'd only use Nivea. No other skincare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Nivea? First of all, saying. right. You come on this podcast. You slag <laughs> off Kevin Phillips. Now you slag <laughs> off Nivea. <laughs> Now what? a quick word from our new sponsors, <laughs> Nivea. Um... I'm just saying he's a one moisturizer kind of guy. He's no Beckham, you know. It, if you that means he's that loyal. Picture, that's a good thing. If you show me that picture at the that's on the front cover and said he used to be an A1, I would go, "Yep, exactly." <laughs> he's got like a bit of. A... I, met, I met one of A1 not long ago, actually. Oh, really? Which one? It wasn't Ben. It wasn't Ben. It I'm was... not interested oh. then. Oh my god! What's his name? <laughs> Mark. Mark. Mark, that was his name. Oh, I don't remember him. <laughs> yes. Sorry, he's Mark nice. from A1. <laughs> Very nice. He's, he's coming on the show next week. Uh, and... and he's and he's flogging a lot of uh, Nivea products. So yeah, watch out for that. <laughs> also, reading this book, this is a strange flashback I had. I once spoke on the phone to Kevin Ball, the former Sunderland captain. Oh, wow. What? That's cool. Yeah, true story. My, my dad's friend uh, was a football agent and I was around their house one day and he represented Kevin Ball and he was on the phone to uh-huh. him. And I 
being a cheeky 10 year old or nine year old, I was like, can I talk to him? And he was nice. like, fine. <laughs> yeah. really cool. uh, and uh, he scored that day. And the conversation was basically, I got really sheepish. I was like, hi, Kevin Ball. Uh, he was like, hello. <laughs> I was like, I heard you scored today. Was it a good goal? And he went, yeah. Can you put me back on? <laughs> I think he was actually very nice. I, th- I, think, he was, I think he was very nice to me. I seem to remember. But um, talking yeah. about dated things, uh, I don't think anything is dated as badly as uh, the red and white ball which yes. Sunderland go to. Oh God, yeah. It's a great night with a dinner uh, and disco. There was also a fun room with a bucking bronco, uh, casino, and a running bungee jump, which the lads say, okay. And then so good. the best moment of the evening was when the chairman, Bob Murray, got up and put on a highlights film of the season with Martin McCutcheon's perfect moment playing in the background. Amazing. Amazing. It, it is literally like they went, what, can we put all of 2000 into this book? If we ever get a budget for this podcast, can we can we reenact that as a party? Oh my god, oh that's my god. it. That's I the Christmas that. party we get to do. Yeah. We could probably get Martin McCutcheon there in real life to do. Oh yeah. please! <laughs> On the bungee machine, running up and down, singing "Perfect Moment." <laughs> Talking of songs uh, that maybe DJ Danny Dickio would be interested in. Um, <laughs> can I bring in a man who's celebrating his thirtieth birthday this week? Woo! <gasps> We all know Ken. We don't choose who he is anymore now, do we? Everyone knows who Ken is. He writes songs yeah. about footballers. Um, this time he's got one for a former Portsmouth and briefly Spurs fullback. Nice to have a bit of Spurs on the show. Uh, it's the tune of the Aretha Franklin classic. I'm, I, I'm, I'm doubting whether you're going to remember this player, but let's see. <laughs> a lot rest on this. To the tune of R-E-S-P-E-C-T. P-A-M-A-R-O-T. Secret weapon of Pompey. P-A-M-A-R-O-T. Let's go N O E. And it just says, play up, Pumpy, play up, Pumpy, play up, Pumpy, play up, Pumpy, play up, Pumpy. And that goes on for a long time. No way, Pamaro. No way, Pamaro, yeah. Remember him? That's barely. Okay. Happy birthday, Ken. Happy birthday, Ken. There's a bit just that's throughout the whole book where he has an ability to. Uh, talk about what life and football has the like habit of doing. Yes, uh, life has a habit of kicking you in the face when you least expect it. Uh, football has a habit of slapping you in the stomach when you least expect it. <laughs> Does he say that? He says slapping yes. you in the stomach. Oh no, he doesn't. Oh, I screwed it up. Hang on. Ah, oh, screw it. Sorry. Can I redo I was it? Say that's not a saying. No. <laughs> life has a habit of slapping you in the face when you least expect it. Ah, uh, there football we go. Has a, yeah, football I has a habit of. I know, me too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Football has a habit of kicking you in the stomach when you least expect it. Just when I was getting to my stride, I was stopped in my tracks. We all know this game can shoot you in the foot. <laughs> you should do the dramatic readings. <laughs> Very dramatic, yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, like furious anger about what football can do to you. It can shoot you in the face. It can slap you in the stomach. It can See, kick you in the balls. Do you, I know, what, do, do you know what would never do that? Golf. What? Sean Gota? <laughs> yeah, golf would never do that. Golf would never do that to you. Golf is a loyal. <laughs> yeah, golf is a loyal partner. <laughs> um, but I know I didn't get that anger at all through. I thought he seems like the nicest bloke in the world all the way through it. He seems lovely. Well, it's not Generally, even like anger. He doesn't, doesn't slag anyone off all the way through, which is impressive for a footballer's autobiography. Yeah. He has a go at Andy Marriott like a few times where he talks about uh, like how he doesn't oh, want to. That's fine. To, <laughs> he doesn't want to share a room with Andy Marriott because he just eats and eats and eats all the time. And at another point, he talks about how uh, one of the players always makes fun of Andy Marriott because he's really big. And Kevin yes. says, in fairness, he did have the the biggest ass in all of football. <laughs> there's, there's a similar bit with a guy called Jerry Harrison, I don't remember at all, who was a player. Um, yeah. And they're, they're pre-season training. Uh-huh. And everyone's making fun of him for being lazy and for like he, Jerry was blowing badly, and they're all laughing yeah. at him and going, "Oh, you idiot!" And he gets left behind from training because he's too lazy. Uh, and then he just goes, uh, "Actually, it turned out he had hepatitis B and didn't really play much after that." <laughs> so weird, so so weird. Can I do my sad reading on that note? That's pretty sad. Yeah, go for it. But yeah. um, can we? Let's add, I'm, I'm really I'm making you cue a lot of music this week. Uh, yeah. But um, if we, let's play some sad. Are we all in a sad mood for this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really <laughs> sad, Tash. Uh, I was just thinking about I was thinking about hepatitis B again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, Sammy's it. Once we've stepped off, this is about um, this is when uh, Kevin Phillips, I think, has his first ever England call up. Uh, oh. He goes, "We trained the following morning, and that was when Kevin announced the side. I would be partnering Alan Shearer, who came up to me and said, Kevin, you can come up and clean my boots afterwards.'" But I just turned round to him jokingly and said, "Al, I'm in a position now where I can just say to f off. <laughs> you might as well. Everyone else does." <laughs> oh, oh, oh Alan, Al- Alan Shearer's cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. Everyone else tells me to f off all the time. Yeah, it's such a moment of of un like cla- like such clarity of sadness there from Alan. Yeah, Shearer, as it really is sort of like I'm joking, but but help me. <laughs> Help me! No one listens to me. Please, please Kevin, Kevin, you're you're the I you're the new guy in you. camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please take me away from yeah. this. <laughs> I need to um, get away. Tash, did you enjoy oh, the fact that he um, is a secret Emmerdale fan? I don't know why, but I thought yes. because you live in Hebden Bridge, you might like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did North. actually. Yeah, I did, and I was also. <laughs> See, I, I was right. One bit. That- the one bit that I was quite disappointed that was not in here, because I bet you two don't remember this, but do you remember the TV show um, Wags Boutique? Vaguely. The name rings a bell. So Kevin Phillips' wife, Julie, was in Wags Boutique, and basically it was two teams of wags of yeah. various levels yeah. managing rival fashion boutiques in London. Oh, this and- is great. Yeah, and I was that was the I same time that that was all going on. And he doesn't even mention it. I was so gutted. I was like, come on, he's going to mention because hers was called Bose and they were really good. <laughs> 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 and he does not make a single mention of it. The- <laughs> he doesn't mention, I've just gone back in the index, he doesn't mention Wags Boutique. No, and, right, not once. He mentions terrible. Emmerdale at the same time as his wife was running this, you know. Should we watch an episode of Wags Boutique next week on the show? Please, yes. For Tash. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it'd be great fun. But the Emmerdale thing is really funny. He says something it is like, so good. What? they're on a coach going somewhere uh, to play up north, maybe Bradford, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we approached the outskirts there. of town. I looked out the window and the place looked very familiar. <laughs> then I saw the Woolpack pub. Oi, lads, so we're at Emmerdale, I shouted. But I wish I hadn't opened my mouth. Because I got slaughtered for owning up to being a big fan of the program. <laughs> Everyone else on the coach was expecting me to say EastEnders. Why? Why would they why be expecting would, me to say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine if, if Kevin Phillips had pointed out the window and gone, it's EastEnders <laughs> in Bradford. They'd have all gone, Kevin, are you okay? What I understand to you. I understand what he's trying to say in that he's meant to be going, uh, EastEnders was like a more acceptable thing to like, but it makes no sense. Emmerdale is the lowbrow yeah. one. Yeah. And the, Which is unfair on Emmerdale. players will be like, oh, sorry. We, we <laughs> don't watch Emmerdale here. We only Not watch EastEnders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack, he wanted to mention all the headlines in the book. There's a lot of um, segments yeah, that- where he like has uh, newspaper cutouts. for no. They don't show the cutouts, but he puts in a headline. He puts in the headlines, and it's it's weird because I think Kevin Phillips is obsessed with the media throughout the whole book. He talks about like what Sky are doing and like how important Sky are, yeah. and what but the papers actually, are saying about him. In fairness, he's quite shows quite a lot of foresight on those things. He says things like how Sky will eventually mess up fixture kickoffs and how yeah. we should scrap the League Cup, uh, and it's quite interesting. Quite a lot of those things actually, well, but that wasn't what he wants to talk about. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, <laughs> no, but he, he, but like he goes on like Soccer AM quite a lot and he talks about his yeah. time on Soccer AM. He yeah. talks about when he was on Question of Sport very briefly and he gives yeah. away a trade secret. Which oh my is God. That apparently they have 20 minutes to answer questions on Question to answer, of Sport. To answer one question. Uh, a to single answer one question. question. That is absurd, answer, isn't it? That's ridiculous. I mean, we do record like- these episodes over. 26 hours as well so we have <laughs> yeah we have half an hour to respond to everything everyone says so yeah. but it just makes me think like, if i went to a question of sport and like i was in the audience and i had to watch like matthew pinsent go oh god was it 97 <laughs> and 98 do you think they have like doors like the doors are locked and they say you cannot leave <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to a recording now. Sorry, that was one of they go on for months. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> They're all locked in. Um, but the 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 headlines. So he is like really into his headlines, and there are some headlines that just don't make any sense. These are all of the headlines that are in the book, basically talking yeah. about him. One is: Is he a waste of money? 
Who's Kevin Phillips? If you have any idea, can you please phone up and let us know? That's <laughs> one headline. <laughs> one headline. <laughs> Another one after a Sunderland game where they don't score. Striker required. <laughs> Which just doesn't that's sound not like a news- I think- That's not a newspaper's job. Either. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, that's like a job center. That's a personal, yeah, yeah, yeah. personal ad. Um, and then the last one I found was Phillips is back, <laughs> and they all just sound like like things that you would flash up in a film, like instead of doing exposition. Yeah, so there's like a spinning paper that would come yes, around. Yeah, and say, Phillips is back. Who needs Kevin Phillips? Yeah. <laughs> that's very true i also quite enjoyed the chapter headings as well one of mine really kind of threw me because you know how i said that my book was water damaged well, there's <laughs> yeah. a chapter uh-huh. and i opened it and i was like oh my god this book's about to get really interesting because i thought it said gay days but it was gray <laughs> days and i was so gutted when i read it oh. and he's talking about the bloody weather for ages <laughs> Much- <laughs> wow <laughs> I mean, we once read a whole book by Gary Monk uh, called Loud, Proud and Positive for some reason, assuming that at some point it comes out. So at least you only had one chapter letting you down. We had a whole book. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be a massive oversight, not to mention how incredible his achievement was to win European Golden Shoe, to be the most prolific goal scorer in the whole of Europe, Mm -hmm. in in all the big leagues in Europe. That's incredible. It's mad. He's got 30 goals in the Premier League. about it as well. In his first season in the Premier League. Yeah, it, I mean, like, it's, Va- like it's Vardy had a great season, but that was his second or third season. I think it was his second season in the Premier League when Leicester won the league. So yeah, this is it's insane. I I think so. I think it is it is insane. It's amazing and it's a great achievement. And Tash is right. He is like it's not even that he's humble about it. It's almost like that it hasn't sunk in. Yeah, I, suppose, <laughs> I guess the book's that, written just that, after it happened. But yeah, that I suppose that's what I mean. Is that I feel like you sort of want him it, this goes back to you know wait a little bit longer to write this book because you want him to be able to like realize what a big deal it was because he just sort yeah. of like the things he yeah. mentions midway through the book being like oh yeah i broke um brian clough's scoring record oh yeah i won the golden shoe mm-hmm. um it's just casually thrown in because he's still a footballer because he still thinks he's going to go on to do other things and yeah. i think that that kind of gives the whole thing a slight disjointedness yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Because because that because that season where he scores thirty goals, like, is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. like a lot of it is is concerned with, you know, like Danny Dicchio's form and like the fact that a lot of players are injured. And I suppose you don't really get that sense of like, wow, he's he's doing it. He's doing a thing no other English player has done since. He's incredible. Uh, yeah, I reckon uh, if yeah, he wrote it now it would read totally different. It, he he would. I would love. Would to, I would love like, to read. A, I would love to read an updated I, Kevin Phillips book. So yeah, I genuinely really would like to read a, an updated Kevin Phillips book. Maybe yeah. it'll be called um, Third Time Around, and it'll just be exactly the same book again, <laughs> but, with, but with one chapter on the last yeah. eighteen years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes through all of them very very quickly. Yeah. Um, Birmingham yeah. was good. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, guys, can we give the book a rating out of ten? I am gonna give it a uh a six okay it's pretty i'm gonna give it a seven i enjoy i enjoyed yeah. it i enjoyed it i'm gonna give it a actually i'm nowhere near you james i'm giving it a five <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But, but only because Ooh. only because i think the stuff in it is really interesting but it's not told in an interesting way so i lost interest in it yeah fair enough i found it when, very like, when i was reading his read. achievements elsewhere they're amazing, but in the book, they don't feel very amazing. I, I, I do know what you mean, uh, but I wholeheartedly I, disagree. I think there's, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's like there's an, there's a sense of immediacy which is really good, but there's also not enough perspective. Yeah, sure. So very just, well just, put. It, As I was saying um, to Jack, oh, reading you. all these books has meant uh, that I've lost any ability <laughs> to judge any sort of uh, uh you know art so from now on sevens all round everything gets a seven just you say i go to art exhibitions now and i expect james to turn up at the end and say so did this uh art exhibition change you uh... <laughs> uh guys this week's quiz you're named after uh fellow winners of the european golden shoe there's some amazing there's some amazing names on there actually okay. really incredible uh but two of the ones i'm going for tash your luca tony Yes. Uh, the handsome Italian striker and Jack, mm-hmm. your 
you're Georgie Slavkov, who banged home 31 goals for Botev Plovdiv of Bulgaria in 1981. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. Luka Tony, Georgie Slavkov. Uh, question uh, number one. We've mentioned it already. What was the name of the Fly on the Wall series that followed Sunderland in the 90s? Oh, God. What oh, was it called? Um, uh, Georgie Slavkov. Yes. It's called something weird like, like, like Happy Match Days or something. Uh, it's not too far off. <laughs> happy, happy fun day to go to a match times. Uh, no, it, it is two words and it, is, uh, it hasn't got the word happy in it or match days. Neither is wrong. Uh, Tash, <laughs> sorry, uh, Luca Tony? No idea. Can't remember. Uh, it was called Premier Passions. Oh, oh that's no. quite a good okay. name. Yeah. It sounds like a dirty channel to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds, like, like, yeah. It sounds yeah. like uh But starring only Premier League footballers. <laughs> yeah. 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 For 50p a like... minute, you can have Eddie Howe talk dirty down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be how they're making money during coronavirus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Smart idea. Question number two. What word is banned during the 98-99 season? Oh, Georgie Slavkov. Ooh. Yes. Charlton. That's correct. Because yes. they beat him in the playoff <laughs> final. I, I thought that'd thinking... be hard, hard to work in practice. <laughs> Yeah, and also like, what if you know Bobby Charlton turned up at the at the stadium? Ooh. Yeah, that's like, true. Hi, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> hey, hey, Mister C. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mister C? <laughs> um, finally, uh, what does Kevin get promised by the Sunderland chairman if he scores thirty goals in a season? A, a BMW. B, a house. Or C, an all expenses paid trip to Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> uh, a. Oh, whoa, 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 Tony, whoa, whoa, Tony, look at Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, look at Tony. <laughs> hey, Tony. <laughs> hey, uh, BMW. Is the correct answer? Yeah. Uh, so that's a, a draw. Uh, but he gets a BMW, but he doesn't take it. He gives the equivalent money to Sunderland Children's Hospice and the yes. Sunderland Heart Foundation. Great Which is really nice. guy. That's the end of the show. Thanks Ooh. again, guys, for being on it. It's been it's been great fun chatting about uh, Kevin Putz's book. If anyone has any thoughts on it, if you've read it or you want to read along, message us reviews. Follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram. Review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words? Charlton. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) This recording is over. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, and Natasha Daniels. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Kevin Furtz for writing the book. But what are they all up to now? Well, Kevin played for basically every team in the Football League and then went on to enjoy a coaching career. Sadly, he never returned to his two loves playing golf or working in Dixons. Jody Craddock learned his lesson and to this day hasn't pulled a barstool out from underneath anyone from Manchester. Good guy. Mordell coaches sadly folded in 2016. RIP and DJ Danny Dicchio went on to headline Creamfields and the Red and White Ball a record 10 years in a row. We'll be back next week with another episode from Behind Closed Doors. Stay safe. Bye-bye. 